1: Fire! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone and this is episode 24 of the podcast for October 2016. This month I had the opportunity to chat to J.M. Lee, the author of Shadows of the Dark Crystal, which the book came out just about a month ago and is actually available now um, at all your um, book stores and, and online and, and everywhere they can um, find the, the book. So without further ado, let's head to the Podling Village and chat to Joey about his work on Shadows of the Dark Crystal. All right, so uh, yeah, so Joe, I'd just like to say, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming back on on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: And, and I mean, I, I can't believe that it's almost been—I mean, well, three years since um, yeah. since the author quest, and as well that there has been uh, yeah two years since I've uh, started the podcast, and you were being you know the, the first sort of interview uh, for the show. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's 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 been a long time, but uh, it's it's finally great to see that uh, that the book is uh, finally came out. How's it? The whole experience been for you throughout the whole uh, process of you know through uh, writing the book to you know. Getting it published and and everything about about the uh, shadows of the dark crystal,
0: yeah, I I can't even describe it really. I mean i I've always I've always planned to be a published author, but I think it was when on the day of on the the book release date on June twenty eighth, my wife and I went and drove out to the Mall of America, Barnes and Noble to go see the book on the shelf. And it wasn't there. They hadn't unpacked it yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we didn't know what to do. And I was a little disappointed. But then we started, we drove to another Barnes and Noble and it was there. And
1: uh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was just really exciting to see it on the shelf. I mean, I've been working on this book for, yeah, like, Almost three years now, and to see the physical manifestation of all of that work that all of us have put into it was really just kind of surreal, but in the best way possible.
1: And and I guess like for any of the listeners, um, you know, that are new to the show, it's definitely worth checking out the the very first episode of the podcast where I interviewed with Joe, and we talked a lot about um the winning entry, the Ring of Dreams, as well as yeah. uh, how how you discovered the Dark Crystal and all that kind of stuff. So we won't get. We won't, uh, you know, re uh, do a, a recap about that because um, I think, yeah, for you know, listeners, it's worth uh, checking out the the first episode of the show. You know, it's it's been a month since uh, the book has launched, so how's it been? Um, the the reac- the reaction that you've been getting with the book, whether it's from fans or even in particular um, readers that have you know picked up the book for the first time and and um, have never seen the film. I don't know if that's ever uh, come across your way.
0: The reviews on Amazon have and Goodreads actually have been fantastic. I I was I was expecting you know kind of I was expecting I mean I was expecting positive reviews, but I also yeah. expected every once in a while there's somebody who is very like a purist of the film or or something who is very critical. You know, because obviously this was for young adults and it's not necessarily everybody has their own thoughts about what should have happened in this in this prequel. Yes, um, yeah, of course, but actually, I mean, I. Every review that I've read on Goodreads at Amazon has been nothing but positive. They people have been just very um, happy and excited about it, uh, especially people who were big fans of the film. That, and those are the people that you know are kind of the hardest to sell in a way because they already have a lot of ideas about where they want it to go and what they were expecting, and they have just been really positive. Um, I haven't actually talked to anybody who has read the book for having seen the film and I would actually okay. be really, really interested in, in what, uh, what they think. Yeah, <laughs> because-
1: absolutely. A- yeah. Yeah. It, it is something that sort of, you know, crossed my mind about, you know, whether, because, you know, the, you know, with Shadows of the Dark Crystal, it is so almost in a way, well, I get, you know, it is a prequel, but it is, right. is it is sort of like a rest, uh, not a reboot, but a restart, uh, for the Dark Crystal franchise in a way and, right. um, and I think, yeah, it would be very interesting to see what, you know, just, uh, the readers who are, you know, they just, uh, you know, coming into it for the first time reading it before actually, you know, seeing the film, um, what they, what they think of it all. So, <laughs> right.
0: or, or, or even anybody who reads the book before having seen the film and then goes to view the film because of the book, I would be really curious to, to see for anybody who hasn't read the book yet. The, the book takes place sometime before the film and it's almost as if Thra, the world where the dark crystal film takes place is it's in a different era almost
1: yes Um, the
0: the, the landscape is very different the the people are very different and so it it should it's kind of a new experience for people who are very familiar with the film but i I do have a friend who was like well now i've got the book i'll read the book first because it comes chronologically first and then i'll watch the film and i was like i don't I'll be interested to see what he thinks. <laughs> no, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's, if it's that's the the right, the right way to do it, but I mean, it's kind of like Star Wars in a way where, I mean, they they go in a certain order, but I think the emotional journey for the for at least Shadows of the Dark Crystal and the Dark Crystal film, I think the film the films for me emotionally comes first. First. And the yeah. prequels, yeah, kind of fall. They kind of build off of the emotional narrative that happens during the film. But that's. I mean, so I'll be interested yes. if anybody has. Uh, feedback on any of those other perspectives, I'd be really interested in hearing them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, w- with the book, I mean, and also I guess um, you, you know, you've done some um, publicity, you know, you uh, did a uh, uh, book launch, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, we had a launch. Uh, we had a book launch. So, yep. So it's just kind of a fun thing that authors can do when their book is coming out and have a book launch party. Um, we had a little. Not little. It's a it's an independent yeah. bookstore, so it seems little compared to you know the big the big stores. But um, of course, yeah, yeah, my favorite. Yep, my favorite uh, independent bookstore in St. Paul, the Red Balloon, um, helped me put on a, a fun book launch reading, um, and it, they did a really great job. It was really fun, and it's right on Grand Avenue, which is kind of a a walking mall type of retailish small independent shops area of St. Paul. So there was a lot of foot traffic and it was just yeah. a beautiful day. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Everybody was really excited about it. And it just gets, it's kind of like a, bir- uh, like a birthday party for your book. Sort yes, of. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> and I mean, there was cupcakes and, uh, so yeah, that was definitely fun. I was kind of expecting it to just be kind of my friends and family, but there were plenty of people who read about it online and decided to come over. And I got to meet a lot of people who, um, had only known about the, you know, they don't know me, they know the book. And so that yeah. was really fun for me.
1: That's fantastic, and and I guess also um, sort of um, the the big presence for the book uh, was um, at San Diego Comic Con. So was yes. that was that your first time ever being to um, to San Diego Comic Con? And
0: yeah, so yep, I've been to other conventions um, actually prior to the book launch. I was at Convergence, which is in Minneapolis, oh, yes, just yeah. kind of practicing being on panels and and that kind of thing. But San Diego Comic Con is, as anybody who knows anything about San Diego Comic Con knows, I mean that's the Comic-Con where everything gets announced. It's where all the celebrities go. It's huge. It can take 15 minutes to just cut across the floor to get from one place to the other. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we had a big push and that was, what was it last weekend? Two weeks. I have no idea what.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it's at least a (laughs) a week or two ago. I think it might've been a week ago. I know it's. um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so you did feature in a, in a panel called the, uh, the world publishing the publishing world of the Dark Crystal. And it is a, um, a great panel for um, any of the listeners uh, to check out, which we'll, we'll talk about some of the announcements sort of later on in the show. But um, for any listeners, you can just search on YouTube uh, the publishing world of the Dark Crystal um, on YouTube, and it should appear in the top search results. And um, I think it's about a half, a half hour video of the panel. And um, yeah, it, it is a great watch. And um, yeah, it's definitely um, worth checking it out. And, of course, I'll put that on the show notes of the, sh- of the podcast uh, for listeners to uh, check that out. And I guess, like, I mean, you know, you probably... I mean, that would have been, you know, sort of the highlight, I guess, you know, being uh, a part of a panel um, for San Diego Comic-Con. But I, I loved one of the photos um, when you were at um, San Diego was you encountered some dark creature from Thra.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. He actually contacted me. Uh, so, um... Ryan Wells is a cosplayer and he's, he's somewhat famous for his just incredible cosplay costumes. Yeah, I think amazing. a few, few, few years ago, he did the, the Chamberlain Skeksis. Yes, um, yeah. So this year he has been working on this Gartham costume that we've been kind of following online. He's been showing in progress shots and he, he reached out to me on Facebook and he was like, um, I saw that there's going to be a dark crystal panel. Is there any way that I could be involved? even if it's just to like guard the door <laughs> or something? <laughs> And he actually... So we were waiting for him to get there at the panel. And then he didn't show. And we were like, oh, he must something must have happened. Um, so I, I messaged him after we got out. And he said he got stuck uh, on the elevator. <laughs> so <laughs> he was... Because, I mean, this is a full... You'll see pictures. Yes, uh, yeah. But it's a, it's a full-size Gartham costume. And he, the pictures don't really do it justice. No. He's got the sound effect of, like, the clicking noise that the Gartham yeah. make. <laughs> um, the eyes glow, this sort of pink color. Yeah, so um, we got together and he came in and stood near, we had two signings for Shadows of the Dark Crystal. And he kind of stood around by the first signing um, because there was a little bit more room for him to stand there. And it was really great because people, even people who aren't familiar with the Dark Crystal wanted to come over and take a picture because the costume is just so fantastic. It, it, it transforms him into a creature from Thra. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I had the opportunity to, um, yeah, to interview him on episode 12, of uh, trial by stone so again sorry another plug for my po- uh do it po- <laughs> but i know it's my show <laughs> um but it is yeah but um but no i just want yeah and of course the listeners yeah so basically i did have a chance to um interview ryan wells on episode 12 of the podcast and and again i, I probably would like to actually try and bring him back on the show to sort of chat about his time at um san diego comic-con as the gartham um and what <laughs> stories you know <laughs> can uh We'd love to sort of hear him his um story about being stuck in the elevator with that <laughs> big Gartham <Right>, costume. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so, um I am I'm and I'm, I'm just trying to think. So I guess, you know, uh, before before the show, you know, I actually got through the whole book. Um and I just wanted to say that, yeah, I really enjoyed the story of our uh, Shadows of the Dark Crystal and I actually wanted to say, Yeah, thanks right. for um, you know, for your part in, you know, writing it. And, um, yeah, I, I yeah, really thoroughly enjoyed the story. Um, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, I, I think as you say before, you know, because of the, the the way that's told in that sort of, um that young adult novel um uh, genre, I guess, that, I mean, even when I was, you know, reading it, it, I still found it like, you know, I still enjoyed reading it and, you know, it was easy to follow, you know, to, you know, where the characters are going and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And, um, yeah, I just thought, um, I really enjoyed it, and pretty much, yeah. By like by the end of the story, um, you know, again, I was almost the same as the last time with your author quest entry. I wanted to know what happens next, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, so, and, and and which is which is great, and um, and I guess
0: you know what's happening next. You know that the, the yeah. sexes will <laughs> kill everybody. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Twist um, ending. <laughs> <so>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah
0: it's been so funny the one the one comment i have gotten from people who haven't seen the film who haven't finished the book yet are like um i wonder what happens next i want to know how the gelfling solved the problem yeah <laughs> i'm kind of like well
1: i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe watch the watch the film watch the there. film <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and, and and so i guess like I'll you know i'll probably delve into the book a little bit um well i won't try and get into too spoiler territory because i know the book has only been out for a month but i mean i want to at least you know talk some parts i guess of the book and um you know without giving anything away but i, I think like the big uh when i was reading it sort of the big part of the book is um is dream fasting, you know? In in the, in the film, it's used to share memories, and that's where they are in the book as well. But yeah, I was just really curious about concept, I guess, with dream fasting, like especially um like I think in, you know, there's a moment where it's sort of like dream fasting was sort of you know it accidentally happened, and so I, I found that I, I guess the rules of dream fasting in a way whether,
0: yeah, so that was something that I think. In the film, there's a scene. I, I'm assuming
1: that probably everybody who is listening to this podcast
0: probably has seen the film. So yes, yes, there's a dream yeah. fasting. <laughs> there's a dream fasting scene in the film, um, and that's really all we have about dream fasting in the film. There there is some mention of it in the creation myth um, creation myths graphic novels, but um, kind of the mechanism and how dream fasting works within Gelfling culture is not really fully explored. Um, hmm. especially since creation myths takes place long before um, the Gelfling gathering, which is the period that the, the novels that I'm writing are, yes, are yeah. kind of covering. So my thoughts on dream fasting are kind of twofold. First of all, I think it's a really interesting magic talent that Gelfling have that um, can have a lot of implications. But I also believe that if you if, if the ability to dream fast were, you know, in, just a part of culture think about how the culture of golfing would change based on that, that type of communication. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people would, well, or at least I did when I was watching the film, I was thinking like, is is dream fasting a, a talent that just Ken, Jen and Kira happen to have? Do all golfing have it Are some better than others at it? Is it like being able to speak another language where you kind of have to learn and study how to do it? Mm. Or is it more innate, like, um, uh, like body language in a way, you know, or something. Um, and then the the other half of it really is that dream fasting is a really convenient um, literary tool, right? Like as far as trying to get past messages along and make sure that all the characters are on the same page, literally like dream yes, fasting, yeah. it's, it's really convenient because then yeah. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, the, they dream fast and then they were, they all knew what the other person knew. Um, and actually that poses, uh, posed kind of an, uh, uh, I would say a challenge for going forward which is now that some of our characters know about the Skeksis um how do we draw out that the uh, conflict longer than just one more book if the characters can just dream fast instantly and pass the message along quickly so that's something that we kind of um addressed later on but uh as far as kind of how I went about it in Shadows of the Dark Crystal, I, I kind of came at it as um, sort of that dream fasting is a talent that Gelfling have that they can develop through practice, but it's kind of innate to everybody um, to different degrees. So, Naya, who is the main character of Shadows of the Dark Crystal, her ability to dream fast is actually unique in that she can dream fast with creatures that aren't Gelfling. So, yes, I've yeah. kind of put, put in this, this restriction that. Galfling primarily dream fast with other Galfling, but naya can dream fast with other creatures and with trees and with uh, other creatures of thra yes, so yeah so yeah. in, in a way that sets her apart and um that's gonna kind of get built upon as she continues on the journey of uh, these books um so i don't know if that that somewhat answers your question. There's a lot left to explore. I tried not to really lock anything down too much because I think that dream fasting is a really interesting mechanism. Yes, um, yeah. but I didn't want to like paint myself into a corner, um, with anything yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Like, I mean, it, it is a very fascinating concept here yeah, with the whole dream fasting and sort of, you know, more thing about it. Like I, I, even to myself, I'm, I was just sort of thinking about, you know, what if, um, you know, if gelflings can manipulate their own dream fasting, And like they 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 share a memory that isn't true but just like something that they made up and like
0: lie fasting (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly yeah (laughs) um
1: yeah but yeah like and like you said i mean it is a great sort of um storytelling device i guess um uh i I guess as an exposition kind of tool um you know to recap with other characters (laughs) like oh you know what you've been up to and (laughs) Right. <laughs> and all that kind of yeah. stuff so I, I definitely yeah see that um but no no it, it, but it was great um to see dream fasting uh come into play um in the book and and, and it does become um yeah it, you know a big yeah you know, I, I i think a big part of um of the uh, shadows of the dark crystal yes and um i guess
0: um um like and
1: i guess um w- like, throughout the years that you've been writing the book, um, what were some of the sort of challenges that you uh, came across, uh, w- you know, with writing the story? You know, I know I sort of talked about when you were writing the um, the Ring of Dreams entry and that with the Ring of Dreams that entry, you were sort of, you know... I think you pretty much described it. You were just guessing, sort of most of the time, of what um, you know the book publisher <laughs> and the Jim Henson Company uh, would want um, in a way. Right. But because you're writing the book and you had the co- you know the collaboration with the book publisher um, uh, Grossman and Dunlap, as well as the Jim Henson Company, um, h- how has that been like uh, with uh, yeah you know, writing the process uh, throughout the, the yeah throughout the uh, the three years I guess yeah of writing it.
0: So I am very appreciative of the involvement and the Dark Crystal means something special to every single person who is, has, has touched this project. Uh, the, the investment, I guess, um, the emotional investment of everybody has been extremely personal as well as we all want the best for the Dark Crystal, um, but also... Uh, writing a book with like 10 other people (laughs) can be (laughs) challenging just on just in terms of trying to get a time that everybody can get on the phone and go over an outline. Um, So I would say that probably the biggest challenge is just trying to make sure that everybody kind of touches base and knows where things are going. And everybody has kind of said, yeah, this is, we're all good with this. Keep going. So there have been some times when I, we haven't had a chance to really all come to the table and check things. And I've kind of had to guess and say, okay, well, here's what I think, you know, what I think would be best and then spend the time to write it. And then, you know, later find out that, whoops, I I missed this chapter in creation myths and actually that's
1: impossible. (laughs) So
0: So I would say, you know, I've spent a lot of the time researching and making sure that before, I mean, cause everybody's really busy, right? So yeah. my time investment has been in making sure that what I bring to the table is my absolute best, um, interpretation of where the story can go. And then from there we kind of go over it and, you know, toss ideas around and decide sort of, well, this part maybe could be, you know, a little bit more exciting or this part maybe could be a little bit more magical, um, and, and that's not necessarily a challenge, but it's definitely not something that I would be doing if I was writing a non-collaborative work, right? Yeah. So it, it kind of adds in this extra layer of, um, of communication, which inevitably, I think, makes the story that much better and that much richer because it has that much more time put into it and that much more, um, you know, two heads are better than one. And yes, yeah. so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not operating in a vacuum. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been sort of like, I, I do sometimes feel like I'm an archaeologist going through old notes and going through old, you know, mm-hmm. going through the, the old scripts and, um, creation myths and the manga and, um, all of that stuff and putting pieces together and, and trying to get together, uh, sort of a semblance of, of what I think happened and then presenting it to, uh, you know, kind of a, a panel who <laughs> has their yeah. own um, preconceived notions about how they want it to go. So,
1: and, and I guess, like, um, uh, I was just trying to think um, the things, like, within the story. Um, I guess one of the characters um, that I that I really liked and sort of related to in a way was um, uh, Kylan. Um, yeah. And he, um, I mean, Kylan's part of the, the Spriton tribe, but he isn't sort of like a warrior um, sort of, you know, that uh what i guess that i don't know he called like a stereo like not a stereotype but i mean the Spriten and clan are more you know of the warrior soldier like yeah, kind type. of athletic
0: and, kind of jockey and he's yeah. kind of a nerd like that's yes, kind yeah. of <laughs> that's kind of his thing yeah
1: and, and and so and when i was watching yeah the panel at san diego comic con about um uh, you know what 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 character you know um each you know uh presenter you know which panelists would you know like be part of the, uh, the dark crystal. And yeah, I probably pick someone like Kylan probably, a yeah, like a, a song, uh, yeah. Song teller. Um, right. So, uh, and I also liked how you incorporate, um, uh, you know, elements from, uh, you know, the other stories with the dark crystal with creation myths, um, you know, we, we've, you know, incorporating the story about Jara Jen, um, and, and as well as, um, the, the mention about it at the, uh, the start of shadows of the dark crystal, um, which I thought was yeah kind of like a, a a nice um nod to um yeah to creation myths.
0: Yeah, I mean it all it all is taking place in the same world. Yeah. Um and to me writing a prequel sl- it's it's not a reboot, right? But no, it's no. you know in a way is kind of rebooting the world of the dark not the book the world of the dark crystal but the you know, the environment of the Dark Crystal. And I think that acknowledging the other work and effort and creativity that has already gone into this world is really important. And I also think that as a reader, what I would want, as a reader is to kind of be able to recognize those not Easter eggs necessarily, but they're sort of like, to be able to see where things are going and to, and to go, Oh, and that's referring to this thing from creation myths, or that's referring to uh, the creature contest, for example. Um, Yeah. Just like it's a community event. The dark crystal has a really strong and loyal community. And I think that acknowledging that community is really important and fun. Um, Yeah. And it just, it just makes it that much better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that was one of my um, one of my favorite things. Like, you know, those little Easter eggs. And yeah, especially when you um, made the reference to um, uh, to uh, Jeff Brown's creature that um, that won the creator creature contest on DarkCrystal.com and um, the the, the And when I saw yeah. when I, when I saw that Swoother, I'm like, that name's so familiar somewhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was to do with that Create a creature contest. And and you know, when I looked up the website and you know read you know um jeff brown's story about that i just thought oh wow that that's that that was pretty awesome so uh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: i talked to jeff when we were in new york and i i said i hope it's all right but i uh i'm putting your swuthu in the book and he's like i hoped you would (laughs)
1: so (laughs) yeah it was Uh, it was just a fun
0: thing to to throw in there
1: yeah absolutely yeah i'm i'm really trying to think i guess we could probably talk about um i probably should uh talk about i guess the synopsis of of the actual story so yeah i just <laughs> right. i know because i realize i mean like we, we, yeah we've been talking a little bit about the story um you know de- some details here and there but um but i guess the overall synopsis um of the story just you know for yourself to sort of um let, let, let listeners know what the story is all, all about essentially
0: yeah so the book takes place during a period of time called the and gathering which is a time period um, basically characterized by the Gelfling, have just discovered that the Skeksis are drinking their essence, basically. <laughs> um, and they and they come together to try and figure out what to do about it. Uh, so the, the Shadows of the Dark Crystal takes place before the the knowledge about what the Skeksis have done is commonplace, and it kind of follows that initial um, discovery. So uh, the main character is named Naya, and she's from a really distant kind of secluded area of Thra. Um, She's never left and uh, her brother goes missing. And when she leaves to go and find her brother, uh, she finds more than she expects. So that's kind of the the pitch for the book. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. But overall, I would say um, it's kind of a it's it's a little bit, I mean, it's a young adult novel, so it's definitely about Naya um, leaving home and finding her own place in the world and kind of recognizing what her own strengths and weaknesses are. And then also it's also somewhat of a, a fantasy uh, quest slash journey where she's you know traveling through different parts of thra that she's never seen before um in a way letting the the reader explore this kind of new thra that we haven't really seen before um and and then sort of discovering that there are things going on in the world that um are not great (laughs) i guess yes of course yeah (laughs) to put it lightly yeah
1: yeah but yeah basically yeah um um and i guess that's the thing about um like with this book is you know um sort of exploring the sort of territories that um of thra that we've never seen before um because in the film you know sort of doesn't really cover a lot of you know covers a you know quite a few you know significant areas i guess uh but we don't you know see not much else and i guess for the first time with shadows of the dark crystal um uh be able you were able to sort of create sort of like an official uh map um of Thra. So I know that was something that um that I know Brian froud uh did some illustrations of the maps that was sort of I guess I, I don't know, I, I guess at the time more of a ref you know a reference map. Um but because with you know with the re, you know with the restart I guess to the franchise um it was kind of great to, to see uh that the map of um of Thra uh you know, in the book and, um, and so what, what was it like sort of, you know, um, pinpointing like, you know, all these different places and, um, uh, and sort of, I guess the differences between what, um, uh, Brian Froud, um, you know, illustrated with the map compared to, uh, I guess what it is, you know, today.
0: Yeah, I, I will say that building the map was one of my favorite parts of the project. Um, I always really love building maps. Whenever I write projects, I always have sketches of interior layouts and maps. Um, maps are so fantastic, and they're so, so crucial, especially when you're writing a, a journey kind of a story. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I kind of did was I took, obviously, Brian Froud's original map, Um, which if you look online, if you just like search dark crystal map, you'll see, and it is, I would say very much for reference. It shows basically only the area that Jen travels during the course of the film.
1: Yes. And and
0: aside from that, there really wasn't anything else. Um, and so what I did was I took the information from the DarkCrystal.com encyclopedia, Mm -hmm. and then I compared that with the, uh, the limited map, the only map, and then sort of thought about, um, where these regions would fall, um, and and how could I construct a world that would sort of um, benefit the story that I wanted to tell, too. Yes, um, yeah. I, I really felt like I wanted to show contrast, so I really wanted to show that Thra wasn't all just this really dense forest that we see in the film. Um, I wanted to show mountains, I wanted to show... Uh, the swamp and wide, wide grasslands, which you kind of see during some of the shots of the film. Yes, um, yeah. There's some like hilly areas and some wider shots, but um, yeah. And then building the map, I mean, some of the things were just logistical. Like if I want Naya to travel for three days, roughly how far away does this have to, <laughs> have to be? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if she has to do this and this and this during that time, how long will that take her? Um, and, uh, but yeah, sort of like, sectioning off the regions because one thing i noticed when i was reading the darkcrystal.com encyclopedia where it describes the seven gelfling clans is that each of the gelfling clans live in a geological region that is very mm. different from the others it's uh the you know one one clan lives in a desert and sails around on these like wind ships the drenching clan lives in the swamp Um, the, the Groton clan lives in these caves, you know, and all of these areas are just so different from the, the kind of the region that we saw in the film. And I really loved that. I think contrast is so important for writing uh, a journey type of a story. You don't want to just feel like you're in the same woods for, you know, 300 pages. It
1: gets, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: to be fair, we were in the dark wood for most of shadows of the dark crystal,
1: but yeah, I know. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> we we will go outside of them later i promise
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah um and, and uh so I, I guess like you know with we, you know sort of illustrating and all that with, with the map um was that something that you sort of you know did you know throughout you know throughout writing you know you, you whether you did any like sort of illustrations of your own to sort of you know sketch like ideas um from you know from drawing to you know to writing to writing it or
0: yeah, so I also illustrate. Um, I'm nowhere near the professional caliber of Brian Froud or Corey Godby, of course, but I do, I do play around a little bit, and I I do. So I take a lot of notes. My desk that I'm looking at right now is covered with ledger books and sketchbooks and everything and so um when i was coming up with the gulfing clans for example i I made a lot of visual notes i kind of sketched out sort of um how i could diversify the the gulfing races and make them really in contrast with each other and how did that correlate with the regions where they lived and um developing the map as i was writing the book too was was a huge part of it i have a huge mood board on my wall um it's a chalkboard wall that I use for a lot of sketching. I did a lot of sketches for thinking about um, Sothra uh, has three suns and kind of thinking about like, how does this affect the climate on the planet? And does it have to obey the laws of physics as we on earth know them and how, you know, and all these things. So I would say that being able to draw and sketch is very important for my process. Um, yeah. And I, maybe someday I'll scan them all and put them up online somewhere. If I, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely think our fans would, yeah, would love to sort of get, um, sure. some, yeah, the inside of, um, yeah, of your, you know, writing process and also, you know, sort of, yeah, of your drawings and, um, sort of your ideas that you sort of came when, you know, when writing, um, shadows of the dark crystal. And I guess, I, I guess, you know, we'll, you know, talk, talking about, you know, um, illustrating, I guess, um, uh, uh i guess it was fantastic to sort of hear uh with, with brian froud who uh who drew the the front cover um of yeah. shadows of the dark crystal so sort of how how that came about and how well how, what, what, you know what was sort of your thoughts like when you found out <laughs> that he was going to draw yeah you know do the front cover i was
0: so intimidated i found out um so we were all invited to. Not we were all. I was invited to New York um, for the puppets on film in twenty. It was it was in twenty fourteen. Um, Jeff Brown was there, and some of the author quest finalists were there, and Brian and Wendy Froud and Toby Froud were all there as well. Uh, and I had just found out that he was going to be working on the cover at that time, and so I went and I was talking to him a little bit, yeah. and <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. I just felt so like flustered because it was brian froud and i've had brian froud books on my shelf since i was a child and he goes um just make sure that all the characters are literally squares and i was like do you mean and he meant squares because they'd be easy to draw like he was telling this joke about uh, them being squares and i was yeah. like what are you talking about and i didn't laugh right away and then i, I don't know it was just like <laughs> i didn't get it right away yes yeah um but yeah, and so then and then I laughed and then I felt a little bit like less intimidated by it. But it was still just so it was it's it I I really can't explain what it's what it's like. I mean, he created what the Gelfling looked like, he created what Thra is how it's visually presented, and to have him doing illustration of characters that I'm creating that live in this world that he and Jim Henson and Wendy created and and is just like just weird like yeah. in the best possible way you know <laughs> what I absolutely mean? like, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that's it is a fantastic um front cover um yeah that i i really enjoy it. so it's like yeah you um, really get to see you know the the characters you know naya and and also um niche yeah um and of course the um the hunter yes yeah uh stick mal
0: because he's bad stick
1: stick mal only yeah. if
0: only they knew latin they would have known that he was evil from the start
1: yeah <laughs> it, it, yeah no um and uh, like i guess you know uh you know and you also had um Corey, uh god godby who uh did yep. the interior um yes illustrations uh so, so how how was how was that like uh working with um cory with um
0: so i didn't even see the illustrations until the novel was done
1: oh um, really well wow. yeah so
0: uh rob who's my editor told me that Corey would be doing the art and I was just floored because Cory gabbby has been one of my favorite illustrators for years and he was like oh he's gonna do the illustration for the book and I was like what like <laughs> what is happening um so I just didn't even worry about it I didn't I was just like, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, and yeah. so when, when I saw the cover, it was the same with seeing the, the thumbnails for the interiors. I didn't see the interior thumbnails until um, the copy editing draft came through. And I was just, I was getting misty. I was so emotional about them. I just loved them so much. And then being able to see the final, um, the final illustrations was just, I mean, they just, I think they fit so well. They complement the cover. They complement the story so well. I can't say enough about how much I like them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, um, those illustrations sort of like really, um, helped, I guess, um, or, yeah you know, helped or assisted in a way with, um, I guess for readers that are, you know, sort of having like a visual representation of what's happening, um, in that story. Cause I mean, that's the other thing I sort of thought about, I guess, while reading it is that that the dark crystal, like it is such ser- a very, I guess, a visual experience, um, mm-hmm. sort of thing with the film. So, and, and you know, I thought, you know, whether you know, it would have been a challenge to sort of, you know, to going from something that's very visual into written word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, like having having Corey, yeah, you know, the illustrations on the selected chapters, um, yeah, it was a, it was a very neat addition. Um, and I, and I really enjoyed them. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: So yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the book. I think for listeners, it's it is definitely worth uh, checking out. And I guess um, you uh, at the panel, the uh, publishing world of the, the Dark Crystal, uh, there was a certain announcement that uh, <laughs> that you made about uh, what, what the future holds. I guess for uh, uh, for the shadows of the Dark Crystal, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So at at Comic Con, um, we announced that there are in fact going to be three more books. Um, and I, I will be writing them. Um, Corey will be doing interiors and the cover art. And uh, yeah, and I'm really excited. We are in the process of um, cleaning up the manuscript for book two. So pretty soon we'll start seeing some news about that and uh, working on the outlines for three and four. Um, and I'm getting pretty excited about kind of what what's kind of coming into view and what's shaping up. So I, I will absolutely be in touch to share more as it comes across my desk.
1: Hey, now that it, it's that's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic to hear news um, that yeah that there's going to be more than just i guess that one story um i hope so
0: with the way the first one ends it's kind of like oh yes yeah (laughs) yeah and they (laughs) they've just ended there that would be too bad
1: i know i know it would (laughs) have been shocking i oh god i guess it would almost be a bit like um I, i actually read one of your interviews and um uh, I think your, your recent one and you know, I was thinking, you know, you, when you mentioned about twin peaks and sort of the way twin peaks oh, yeah. sort of ends in that well, <laughs> sort of in that cliffhanger, it's like what happens yeah. next? And we never get yeah. to know. And then, well, we I mean, luckily no. we're going to hopefully know like sort of what yeah. happened next, but yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. <laughs> from that, um, aspect, um, or
0: like the, yeah. the last episode of firefly before it was canceled. Uh, <laughs> we, I
1: know. Uh, it's
0: sort of like, well, I guess it's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: But, but no, um, we'll have we'll have more, and we're gonna go we're gonna go with some new places. So
1: that's, uh, that, that's fantastic. And, and and what is the the title of the the next um uh your book in the series?
0: So the next title is Song of the Dark Crystal. Um, they're all going to be something of the Dark Crystal. Uh, and that's um, as far as I know, I believe that's what we're going with right now.
1: I'm very curious of yeah, because even when I'm thinking of the title Song of the Dark Crystal, um, sort of what's going to happen whether you know i mean the song um you know of course you know mean music but also but with sort of the whole um mythology sort of mean like sort of telling stories i guess you know you know i guess for example right. kylan the story the the song teller um so i'd be curious yeah i'll be I'd, you know makes me think about whether we're going to know not only what happens next, but also what happened in the past, I guess. Um, yep. that sort of thing. So that's sort of my, in, you know, my little interpretation. <laughs> um, yeah. I just thought, just chuck it out there for, you know, for the listeners out there. Um, yep. but, um, and, but I guess I, I, I was really curious, like how did, how did it develop, um, uh, from, uh, you know, with writing, um, shows of Dark Crystal to, to expand it into a, a four book series?
0: Well, I I had a feeling it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and originally when I wrote the outline for the first book, they were like the Jim Hansen Company and, and Penguin were like, you know, maybe you should write it so that it could be a lead in for a series. Just a thought.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I was
0: like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um and so I kind of I didn't know what the details were at the time, but I also figured if I could kind of bring the climax of the story when Naya, uh, well, I actually won't spoil it, but um, yeah, yeah. it's it's not really where I originally thought that the ending was going to be. Um, and then I, I waited patiently yes, <laughs> to <yeah>. find out <laughs> what was happening with my future. Um, and then once I, I got the news, which was, I'm it, it was some time ago um, when I started putting together the outlines and kind of seeing where we are all trying to get to, you know, writing a series is not easy, but it does help that the film it and the graphic novels and the manga all exist so that I can kind of, I have kind of a checklist, like all the questions that I had left over from watching the film, I have them on a list where I'm like, I got to address this. I got to have a scene with this. I have to talk about the, this, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it does really help guide me towards Um, where we're going with the series but it does take a lot of strategic planning to make sure that everything is consistent and paced out well so that the the four books work as a whole as well as as individual you know stories with their own um uh you know challenges climaxes and resolutions within each each story so it's not easy but it is definitely um it's fun i mean i i really enjoy doing it so yeah (laughs) that's that's good yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i'm really glad that you've been enjoying yeah you know writing the stories and and i you know i think myself and a lot of fans enjoyed um reading the story so i think um i mean it's a very um exciting time i guess to to be a dark crystal fan Um, not only, you know, for the, the, you know, the continuing books that are going to come out, but also, um, I guess the other thing, like, I guess that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con, I might as well talk about it briefly is with Arkea Entertainment that they're planning to, to do more stories, um, uh, based on the Dark Crystal, which is probably going to come out, you know, based on the, what, what I heard probably around, probably next year to coincide with the 35th anniversary Of the dark crystal, so um, yeah, no, very exciting um, developments um, from what I'm sort of gathering here. So um, yeah, it's fantastic. And so I guess, um, so so basically, I I did had a fan question when I asked people. You know, people want to ask any questions um, because I was interviewing you, and one of the questions was, I mean, I guess with the Skeksis, um, um, you had quite a few Skeksis that were sort of introduced um, in the story. And um, but someone was interested in knowing if um, Skekect will be featured in <laughs> I future. I saw that question. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. I mean. So here's. So this is something that I. I actually. I'm. I'm taking a page out of Batman in a way. Um. There are so many Skeksis that each have a very distinct role, and their of course their Uru counterparts have a distinct role as well. And what I've been trying to do is sort of limit the number of Skeksis that come into prominence for each book. And then the ones that I pick are ones that kind of fall into the idea of the theme of the, um, of that story. So for example, with Bat, Christopher Nolan's Batman, um, when he's talking about fear, um, the villain that he chooses is the scarecrow, right? Instead of Joker, for example. Um, And so I've been kind of strategically picking which Skeksis and which mystic kind of show up in the stories and, Skek Act is the ornamentalist, I believe. I I don't have plans for him yet, but I do plan to, um, in the future, have more scenes with all or many of the Skexis and give them a little bit uh, more personality. I do know that one thing that... Um, the, uh, the Kirkus review kind of commented on was that the Skeksis all kind of seemed the same, which to Naya, I think during that scene when she first meets the Skeksis, they all do kind of seem the same to her. And what I want to do moving forward is really work on showing that each of these people or these creatures are very different in their own way and, and kind of doing that. So, um, But also that they, they, they're they kind of like a, like a murder of crows, right? Like when they get all together, they sort of had this overwhelming presence. So um, the short version of the story is I don't have plans for Skek act immediately, but I'm sure that he will make an appearance at some point because he is, he is around. And uh, I do like his little, doesn't he do like a
1: funny little laugh? I think that's his thing.
0: Yes, I yeah. hope. <laughs> no. So I'd like to, I'd like to characterize that in a book. That would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I think I love, like, I think um, in the film, um I think, I think it was like, um. I, I just love, I think, the quote that he says when he says, how crude.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm right. Is he the one? In the, he's the one during the the banquet scene that's like, like has the teacup, not a teacup, but he's like, what is what is it? I don't know. I think I know. Yeah. But yeah. No, He's in the banquet scene. He's my favorite yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, so if I can figure out a way to, to recreate that to some extent, I definitely would take the opportunity <laughs> immediately.
1: So I, I guess, I guess how, how can people, uh, find you, uh, if people are interested in, um, uh, checking your, your stuff out?
0: Yeah, I would say, well, so the book is available in, well, it's, it's available on Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. I would encourage people when possible to purchase from independent bookstores. Of course, that's the people that I love to support. Um, if you can, um, and otherwise, uh, yeah, you can just search shadows of the dark crystal. It's out there. Um, and as for me i am on facebook um under uh, sjm lee i'm on twitter and i'm on tumblr and you can also visit me at joeyverse.com
1: so yeah i just want to say yeah thank you uh for coming back on the show and we'll, we'll definitely chat more dark crystal um sooner very soon i would imagine yeah you bet thanks for having me
0: you've already taken too long delfling hurry
1: at last the crystal calls it is time Time to return to the castle. The Crystal Calls! To the Crystal Chamber! Well, that's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. Special thanks to Joe for being this month's guest. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so at trialbystonepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash trialbystonepodcast or on Twitter at trialbystonepod. If you enjoyed the show and you think that others would like it too, then please spread the word about the podcast and write a five-star review on iTunes. I hope you enjoyed the show and come back next time for more Trial by Stone.